Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today we're talking about life changes. Now, life change is inevitable, and it's possible as you head into 2022 that you have or you desire some changes in your life, in your business, or in your relationships. And that's why my guest today, Claudia Ronowitz, is bringing so much value to you. Claudia is an accomplished personal development and relationship coach who will help you clarify your path, connect with yourself, and create harmonious relationships. Compassionate and insightful, Claudia is a straightforward communicator with the ability to clarify complex situations and help her clients gain new perspectives and improve their communication skills to better connect with the people who matter most. Claudia shares her beautiful business growth journey, the challenges and how she's overcome them and how she has adapted to change and perseverance and grit and resilience to accomplish a business that she once thought may be possible, but wasn't sure that she could do it. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. You know how every once in a while you meet one of those women who you just can never talk to enough because they're interesting and they have a different view and they have a great conversation. That's what my guest is all about today. I can never talk to Claudia enough. Claudia, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be here and having a conversation with you. Well, thank you, because I know that our listeners are going to be able to learn so much from your entrepreneurial journey. But just give us a little bit of background while we get started. You haven't always been in coaching. How did you get here? Not at all. I started as a dietitian. Oh. And I have a master's in public health and I actually worked in public health for 20 years and I loved it. I really enjoyed thinking about changing communities and societies and everything about health. And then 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I got sick and I had breast cancer and I spent two years at home. And when it was time to go back, I was, you know, in my early forties and you're like, do I really want to be doing this? Is it time to do something else? What do I want? And I took the time to explore it. And somebody that knows me really well said, you're so good with people, Claudia. Just could take a coaching course and see if that's for you. And I really sat in that room the first time and I'm like, what is coaching? I had even no idea what I was getting myself into. And I just fell in love with the profession. That, that's it. That started rolling and I went back to school and I retrained myself. And I would never thought that I would end up doing this if you had asked me 15 years ago. Yeah. Do you have an entrepreneurial background? Are there other entrepreneurs in your family? Well, all my family are business people and my father and siblings are very entrepreneurial. 
I always working on for profits. I always started new programs. So I don't know if you would call that entrepreneurial. You know what? I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Not and it's society. Yeah, not by myself. I, not, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But I was always one that my boss would send me, we need something new, go do it. And once it was stable, but she would say, somebody else can take it. Now go do something else. And I was able to create those new programs and new groups together. So I never thought about that one, but yes, that's interesting. But not only that, the whole concept that you bring to this journey is your ability to create programs. I know one of the things that you've sort of done over the last couple of years is tried out some different programming until you figured out what really fit for you and what area and what niche you wanted to coach in. Tell us a little bit about that journey. You know what? I had, before I worked um, with you, I actually had other business coaches and they kept on saying, you have to micro-niche. And I kept on fighting them because I said, no, that doesn't work for me. I don't only want to work with women and I don't only want to work with 40 plus and I because I want to work in a bigger scope. And I really had to fight with the marketing people I was wanting to learn from because I was totally against them trying to niche me. What I finally understood is that I don't have to micro-niche. I just have to be able to explain what I do and who it serves. But it can be a man or a woman, or it can be you know, older people or not so older people. But it's the way that I work with them that is my niche. And that took a long time to understand. Yeah. And I think, you know, that there's some validity to what the market marketers are saying. You know, of course we want you niched down, but I think that sometimes people take such a, a primitive view on what a, a niche might look like. And what I love about what you said is it's not always about an age group or a gender, but it's about the type of work or the type of transformation that someone wants. So how did you, here's what I I see a lot of people coming out of their coaching certification, but don't have that business sense. How did you go from being certified to actually being a coach that makes money? How did you get that first client? And then how did you grow from there? Much harder than I wish it had to be because I was fighting that I had to be a business owner at the beginning. You know, I only wanted to be a coach. When in reality, if you go into this journey of being an entrepreneur, you're a business owner. And that means you do marketing and you do sales. You like it or you don't. You have to start liking it. And I think people come out of coaching school and don't understand that being an entrepreneur means that you have to start at the beginning, you doing all of it, and later on, hopefully getting other people to do the parts that you really are not so good at. But you have to make that switch. So at the beginning, you know, you get clients however you can, word of mouth, networking, and your prices are low. And then I think what made the biggest difference is trying to see the results that I gave and really taking time to ask for that testimony, to ask for that feedback, to write it down, to know that I had the words to say of what I was doing, and then to try to figure out what was making me different from the rest of the people out there, which is very complicated because one of the things, you know, when I was thinking about our call today was to say, I, the, the best thing I did was to stop seeing other coaches' websites. I don't want to be like them. I want to be me. But at the same time, you have to know enough to say, but why am I different? What am I doing here that's different than the rest? And then just just do it. And that I learned from you. It's like, ah, just good enough. It doesn't really matter. It's just a newsletter. It's okay. Send. And it's just this. Just send. Just ask. Because if you try to get it perfect, you're yeah. going to sit in your desk and never do anything. 
you know, I see a lot of entrepreneurs who just sit in this analysis paralysis because they need perfection before they, you know, what you said, they put out a newsletter, they put out a content piece, they make an offer to someone. How did you break through the perfection needs so that you were in action? I asked for help. And, you know, you pushed me out of my comfort zone. But I think the most important part was understanding that this is a numbers game. I need to do this amount of sample sessions for this amount of people to say yes. And in every newsletter that I put out, this amount of people are going to unsubscribe. Even if it's perfect, X amount of people are going to unsubscribe. I need to ask. And it's a number games of consistency. And the no is just another no. At the beginning, I even had this sign that said another fantastic failure and another fantastic no. It's just a no. But unless you understand it's just a no, it has nothing to do with me or the service or what I'm offering. It takes time on working on yourself. It takes that internal knowledge and understanding. Every business gets rejected. It's okay. There's no problem. It's just a no. You know, I, I often talk about, you know, when you go grocery shopping, there are five or six different kinds of ketchup. And you go and you look at them and you're looking at the packaging and the name brand and the some are more expensive, some are cheaper, some are sugar-free, some are this. And you essentially are going to pick one off the shelf, which means the other five companies just received a no. But they're not sitting there crumbled in a ball crying because somebody said no to them. So how did you get okay with being able to give these sample sessions, making an offer to someone? And then having them say no, how did you build up that resilience? I started by learning. So I did a sample session and I started by asking myself, how did that go? What do I think? Are they going to say yes? Are they going to say no? Would I have done anything different? Could I improve something next time? Okay, this is a 50-50 chance that I could do this better. And then detach from the results. And when the no came, it's like, okay, number games. I'm still missing three more no's before the yes comes. I'm good. But I really had to make that change to... This is in my control and the no is not really in my control. So I can only focus on the things in my control. And that's the best change I've ever made. It's the same thing, you know, daily is like, what did I do? What did I accomplish? Forget all the other things I didn't, because that's the only thing that's moving me forward. I love that. And I love what you said about in my control and out of my control. And what you said that's so important that I think for the listeners to hear is I am in control about how I show up, how I coach through the, the session how I make the offer, you know, whether I'm totally present or not. And if I have done the best call that I can, then it doesn't matter if they say yes or no, because the success is in how you showed up. And it's that internal barometer of success. And you also have to understand that in every session, I won't be able to be my best. Mm-hmm. And that in some sessions, I'm going to say, that didn't go exactly as I wanted to that's okay. What do I need to pay more attention to next time? Because if I was looking to show up in my best every single time, then it's paralysis again, because I have to be perfect then I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. If every coaching session that I do with a client has to be an aha moment, then I'm a really bad coach because that doesn't happen every coaching session. And letting yourself know it's the learning curve for everybody that actually counts. To me, it was like, okay, then I'm free. That's okay. Take that pressure off. Yeah. How do you handle the roller coaster? You know, and, and I think especially when you're in a service-based business, there is a little bit of a, a higher up and down roller coaster because what you're selling is your services and it is your experience and your knowledge. How do you 
you know, and, and I, the other, the other part of this question is, you know, you've had a lot of highs, you've had a lot of really good successes, but before those successes, there were some dips. How did you handle it through the dips so that you could experience the success? First of all, I don't think I'm over the roller coaster. As you said, the service space, I hope to get there by someday. I'm working towards that, but it is a roller coaster. And I could even tell you which months of the year are more of a roller coaster and how it goes up and down. It's not easy. I would say that that's one of the hardest things that happen. And I think sharing it with other entrepreneurs always helps because then you know it's not you. You're not doing something wrong. The name of the business is that it's a roller coaster and it goes up and down. And sometimes you work like crazy because they came in the next month. You don't because they went. And it's part of part of the business I'm starting to see. And I'm starting to learn to use the down moments for all the things I don't have time when I'm coaching so much. Mm -hmm. And being very proactive of using that time to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do that, then the other down is going to come. I guess for me, as long as it's ups and downs, it's starting to be okay. As long as the downs, I know they're going to come up. And when they come up, they come up even higher. And I think we're in the right trend. We just want to see those highs and be celebrating them. All the time. I don't think we do that enough. When do you stop and just say, oh, wow, this was my best month ever. Now I want another one. And I'm like, but wait, you know, three years ago, if you were making this amount of money a month, you would have thought, that's it, I made it. Before you want more. Can we just celebrate it for a little while? Can you just really enjoy it? And we don't do that enough as people. How do you celebrate? I'm learning to stop, mm. to really acknowledge it. You know, I'll give you the example. I had to close my shared office last week. So we went and we let everything go. And before I finished with it, it was tough. I loved that office. I went to my favorite coffee shop where they know exactly what I like to take. And they gave me my coffee like I like it. And I just sat there and thought, okay. So what happened in the five years you came to this office? How have you changed? And I really gave myself the time to just close that that moment and acknowledge the growth I have had and what I'm going to miss and then move forward. That being, I think that's how, what you call what you're talking about. Like just being and stopping is something that is so hard that I I see women struggle with it so much. Because they are, especially when you're someone like I am a very type A goal oriented person who thrives in action. And so it's so foreign to sit and just be. But what I hear you saying is being is actually critical to your success. I'm going to go even farther in saying that being is actually critical to having a happier and more fulfilled life. Tell me not only in my business. Tell me more. One of the exercises I do with my clients in January is not setting goals forward. It's setting goals backwards and looking back and they are in shock. I'm like, yeah, forget. I know it's the new year, but let's go back. Let's turn around. What did you do in this year? What are you celebrating? And I make them stop and they immediately want to turn forward. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's look back. What did you learn? Because if you don't do that enough, time just flies. And because you're never really going to be happy because our nature is by the time I'm here, I already open the next gap because I already want that. That's just, you know, especially women that are entrepreneurs, we want more. We're, that's why we're in this business. So when is it going to be enough? You have to enjoy the journey. You have to make sure that you're stopping. You know, another way that I say is celebrate everything that you can. Your birthday, your anniversary, your friend's anniversary, your dog's birthday. Who cares? We need to put in things to make the weeks not look the same way, to make days look different. And the only way to do that is by being very aware of, oh, wow, I accomplished this. 
let me give you the last example, which is, you know, the momentum calendar that I use from Muir. I think I love it more because it makes me look back and say, I always feel like I haven't done anything. And then I look back to my trimester, what I said I was going to do. And I'm like, oh, but I did do that. And I did do that. Oh, and I actually also did this. Oh, I accomplished more than I thought. And I had them written it down. It forces me to go back and say, but I did do some of the things I said I was going to do. Why do I still feel I haven't done enough? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like I still haven't done enough? That's a powerful question. What do you think we're seeking when we we're always looking for more? The validation that we're enough. Mm-hmm. I think especially as women, the validation that I can earn enough as if I had stayed in the corporate sector, that I make a living for my family, the validation that I'm good, mm-hmm. that I make a difference, if that's important to you. The problem is I'm not going to get that validation from anybody outside. It really comes from us first. Yeah. So really what you're saying is a lot of your business journey has been an inside job. It hasn't always been about the tactics and the strategies. Absolutely. It has been one of the most powerful ones, most important ones. And although the tactics and strategies and pillars are important because it helps you to feel that you start, you know, you're standing in safer grounds. But yes, you you can put all the systems in place you want and know how to do everything. If you don't do the inside work, it's not going to work. And is that what you help your clients do, the inside work? Absolutely. Tell us more about you. I really believe that we are in control of our lives. Most of us. I'm not saying the extreme people that really had that luck in life or, you know, really ill. I'm talking about, you know, the middle ground of the, of the graph. We have to start seeing what we have in our control and letting go of what we don't have control of. And we can only do that if we know ourselves. And I find that people don't know themselves. They don't know what are their values. They don't know what are their strengths. They don't even realize the impact they're having on others and that how if they change the relationships and the impact they have on others changes. And it's not to, like, it's nice to have mantras and manifestos and those are all nice things. I don't think they're enough if we don't actually also take actions and do things about it. No, I, I want good relationships. Beautiful. But what are you doing to get them? How are you behaving? How are you detriggering yourself? How are you communicating? How are you letting the other perp, how are you listening? And unless you start helping yourself, you really then see the change. And that's what I do with my clients. It's changing that relationship with themselves so that they can change the relationship with those around them. That's amazing, which is exactly what you've had to do to bring your company and your coaching company to where it is today to be thriving. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I have two more questions before for you before I let you go. Number one, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you were starting your coaching journey? Oh, what a good question. I'm going to divide the answer into with your permission. It's good that I didn't know too much or I wouldn't be sure that I would have started it. Because I think people need to know that it's a journey. Whoever thinks that after coaching school a year in, you're making $100,000 and you're all, that's, yes, that's not true. But you don't need to know all the hardships or what's going to happen because you don't know what they are and you don't know how they're going to work. So I guess I wish I could have told myself to really believe in myself to really believe that I can make a difference and it doesn't matter how many others are doing it, and to believe that it's a journey that takes time to figure out. Mm-hmm. And to let myself, instead of being so nervous, am I right, am I wrong, what am I doing, it? just do it and keep on asking myself, well, does this feel right? Doesn't it? Should I try something else? And just enjoy more of the process because it kept me, kept me up at night a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, I, I think we hear people say all the time that the fun is in the journey. It's not about the destination. The fun, the learnings, and it's also the acceptance that not everything's going to be fun. I don't know about you, but I still have bad days and I still have days where I have to convince myself, okay, Claudia, keep on going. Here we go. And then I have fabulous days and everything works and everybody says yes. And like, it's like life. I have days that I'm super happy and days that I'm not that happy, that I'm sad, I'm frustrated and I'm angry. The same is with our work and the things that we do. And I believe that you need to understand that, that if you want to be an entrepreneur, there's still going to be a lot of it that you love. And there's going to be some areas that you're going to have to do. And you don't love that much and it doesn't really matter. I love that. Those are words to live by, my friends. <laughs> okay, last question. What's next for Claudia Ronowitz? What, where are we going to see you going next? Ah, that gets me excited. I'm looking into doing more of a group thing for communication. I love the one-on-ones and I love the uh, coaching for personal development. But I really believe that the communication and relationship tools, we just don't learn them enough. And they're so easy and clear-cut tools that I wish I could you know, share them more in a big fashion instead of one-on-one. So I haven't found exactly the way because people are very scared of conflict, but so it's positive communication. I'll figure it out. I'm working on that. But my dream would be to have a lot more larger groups of people receiving the transformations and knowledge that I have. That's really what I want to do. Extend the reach, lady. Yes. (laughs) Touch more people. Imagine if our world were better communicators. Imagine if we knew that it was okay to get mad and how do I express that anger? Without, you know, stop talking to somebody for 10 years. How do I deal with a boss that I don't like? And how do I deal? Yes, that would make such a difference in the world. Yes, it would be just make these people happier and more content. And we need connections more than we think. So I think that's my role in life. And I love, I love that to get us there, it's the inside job. It's up to us to do the inside work so that we can be better communicators on the outside. It's Absolutely an inside work as an entrepreneur and as a person, because it's not enough. You know, I have clients that tell me, well, I want to feel this way. I'm like, great. So what does the other person need to do in order for you to feel that way? Oh, that I don't know. They should know. And I'm like, no, lady, that doesn't work that way. (laughs) You need to say exactly what you want if you want to get it. And that's a lot of internal work. Here's what I know. There's going to be a lot of listeners that are going to want to learn from you and connect with you and say hello to you. Where should we be sending them? How can they connect with you? To my website, www.claudiaarrow.com. You can sign up for my monthly newsletter, which is always a blog with great insights that I hope will make you think. And to send me a message and we can get on a call and we can see where the right fits. If there's some tingling that you want to work with someone, especially someone that is upfront and straightforward like me, just reach out. Love it. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me as your guest. It's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. Thanks. I could just keep talking forever. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? 
I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.